Happy Halloween! It is Wednesday. It is comic book day. Put the mini Twix down. You know what time it is. It is time once again for U.S. Comics Cast. I'm joined by the greatest co-host that isn't named Scott Mosier, the CEO of U.S. Comics, John Moonshine Rivera. And I am joined by the COO, the fun size to my full size, Charlie Full of Nougat Rivera. <laughs> What's up, sucker? What's up, kid? I know that was a ding-dong joke, but it was nice being considered fun size for once with my, yeah. my triple XL booty. Hey, man, <laughs> it gets the job done. Happy Halloween. You wearing a costume right now? Always. Oh, wait. <laughs> Today's Halloween. I was wearing a costume. You're just dressed up like a, like a John? Oh, yeah. I wear my underwear on the outside on the regs. I mean, I don't love that we're lying to the audience and pretending you wear underwear. I said on the outside. <laughs> so today on this All Hallows Eve, uh, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite things that I, I I struggle to think of things I don't like about it, but now I kind of feel like I have to include some you're, negatives you're, on You're it. about to. <laughs> uh, the, like goons. Uh, all of these nameless, sometimes faceless armies of bad guys who are just there like Ultron's army in Avengers just to get, beat to get up. smoked. Sure. Now it's it's I, I, I don't know about you personally. I don't know if you have a lot of negative opinions, but especially since it's Halloween, I feel like it's really important to to point out some stuff we love. But I feel like that's a horrible way to start it. Be like, this is why it's it's sure. it's great. So I'm going to start critical. It's a kinder, gentler <laughs> U.S. comics. I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off critical, and I already mentioned it. Uh, okay. The nameless, faceless, usually CGI minions of all of the Marvel movies—they just wow. blur together for me. You don't mean literally the Twinkie-looking minions that run around, do you? Oh, man. I honestly think those are probably more diverse than some of the Marvel cinematic villains. Wow. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, I'm talking about, like, the Ultron robots or the, the – I don't even remember in the first Avengers what species that was. And it's going to be in Captain uh, Marvel, I imagine. So the I should alien, probably remember. Um... But I don't. I don't remember. I feel like it's 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 a real it's a real waste. Do any of them stick out as as interesting or dynamic from from the Marvel Cinematic Universe for you? Well, I mean, look, we're we're gonna have a circumstance where you're you're about to have um, a far more interesting alien uh, invasion, uh, and I think that's gonna be what Captain Marvel is gonna kind of tease. And, and utilized for her uh, for her movie building, but um, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm pulling a blank on their on that alien group's name. Also, I mean, which which isn't that isn't that a prime example of what the problem is? Well, I, you know, it, it's not it's not so much the the group per se, because obviously, again, you know, I think we can all agree that. The reason for for those those group dynamics, um, their their purpose in life. Chitari. Google is to get Chitari. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, the, their purpose in life is to show off how awesome the good guys are. They, they're there to get the hell beat out of them. But I, and maybe it's 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 the I, I'm I'm fighting a, a a winless battle sometimes against CG swarms they the one if you showed me one chitari and they're probably the best example because i actually don't think they're that interesting looking on top of everything else whereas okay. let's say you know uh, again a movie that kind of uh bums me out for a lot of different reasons but if you look at at justice league if you mm -hmm. show me one 
of those aliens. I'm going like, ah, that's that's pretty cool. But then when you like here's five hundred aesthetically, yeah, okay. When you show me then five hundred, I'm like, oh, now I, I don't care. And it lo- it yeah. has no there's no personality. Whereas if you look at you know in the Walking Dead, the the aforementioned Walking Dead, the zombies, they because actors are are playing them and they're in masks and they're they're decaying differently. There's sure. something very interesting, at least to look at. Right. Well, they're they're they because they were you know people. They're all very uh, unique from one another. I think aesthetically that probably has uh, a lot to do when you're when you have those those big gangs. Uh, you know, of a type of of character individually i mean i'm I'm actually i googled it all so i'm just looking at still images from the movie and and obviously the um the the departure from their look in comic books to the movies uh, that's the thing that i think marvel the marvel cinematic does um pretty much all the time is there there's a there's a a uniformity to the looks, so to speak, and and even even cost not to go off topic, but even costumes for lead characters. You have you have costumes that were uh, developed completely independently from one another that just so happens to look like they were put together in the same seamstress place. So so that that's <laughs> that's an issue that they that they run into pretty pretty regularly. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at these guys right now uh, as a standalone, one-on-one. They're they're pretty, you know, they're they're pretty interesting to look at. They kind of look like they were just slapped together from a bunch of spare parts. It very much was like the 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 stuff left over. Like it's kind of a skull face. Here's some armor yeah. we had well, from under right under the little the face mask. They got like a kind of a, an angry monkey skull going on yeah which is always i, I always love uh specifically marvel has just produced so so much in in varying quality but one of the google searches that comes up is the chitari must have shown up in one of the avengers cartoons and they're just straight up like someone just drew a skull and like put the skull in a crown hat and call uh-huh. it a day it's like the jughead hat on top of a skull it's 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 accurate. It it looks like the cartoon version of the movie. It just really exemplifies those those uh, flaws. But I, I think back to, to the best example I was able to, to come up with when kind of mulling this over in my brain were the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, foot soldiers. Which sure, the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan, obvious parody of of Daredevil's The Hand. The Hand. We yeah. Can, we can double back to the Hand in. In Netflix's Daredevil, um, to kind of again repeat the, they all kind of blend together. In the cartoon, especially, they were they were robots because the violence thing. In the video game, it was based kind of on the cartoon, so again they're robots, sure. but now they're more colorful because this one right, has right. size, so it's it's reddish. And this, they 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 started kind of diversifying. But I remember being a little kid, my irresponsible older brother. Let me watch uh, the live-action Ninja Turtle film. Which, You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> which, trust me, I appreciate it. I'm just saying, I don't know if necessarily I was quite ready for it. I was like, one, um, actually, that movie's probably fine. Uh, all I remember is Raphael uh, Curses, so it sticks out in my head as a, like, a, yeah, no. ooh, this is an adult I, film. I really need to write your therapist an apology letter. <laughs> trust me, my therapist knows all about you. Um, oh, Jesus. I remember one of the things I loved about it was the Foot Clan in the live-action Ninja Turtles movie because Uh. they used people. And that's as basic of a costume as you can get. Arguably, the only cool thing is they have, like, that that kitchen kitchen strainer for for eyes. But it's a very, very basic black costume. But since they used real stunt people... Right, well, they're ninjas. I mean, that's supposed to be their costumes. Yeah, but but what I thought was so cool is since it was real people and not animated and not digitized for a video game, their bodies were vastly different. They were much different heights. Some were broader than others. It was the first time I I saw this, this group of people that were in matching outfits, but they somehow managed to look unique to me. Because mm-hmm. they were real, they moved kind of differently. They didn't 
they didn't resonate to me as as just kind of cut and paste um cut and paste characters even though ultimately that's very obviously what they were to double down sure. though in ninja turtles 2 when they just beat the living tar out of Raphael, they were reinforced as as a threat um so mm -hmm. they to me have always been like this very legitimate potentially this very legitimate foe and sure. to see it done so well i wonder why it doesn't it doesn't happen elsewhere especially not in comics because again they're kind of being drawn identical why does never why do you suspect if i if i you know gun to your head to make the prediction why is it that people are like nah they're just anonymous nobodies and you have well you have the one-offs but, but I, why i think yeah i think it, it goes back to what you what you alluded to earlier is the threat level you know because look at uh probably across all of the media possible media uh that you can apply it if you look across it what's the most um pervasive but at the same time kind of toothless non-threat uh, group like that that you can think of and uh, i have thought of it because i've been on the road pretty much <laughs> since last time we recorded it's got to be the stormtroopers, right? Yeah. I mean, the stormtroopers from the original trilogy, um, you know, they, they looked great, but, uh, the, you know, the, there was the big joke, like uh, the, the, the Schrodinger's cat of the sci-fi world was what would happen if a, you know, what would happen if a, if a group of stormtroopers shot at, a, at a, uh, an away team of red shirts from Star <laughs> Because they they only die and stormtroopers only miss. Um, yeah, storm stormtroopers are probably the best example of that. They look perfectly fine. You know, they, they have a decent look about them. Um, every single one of those original stormtroopers, you know, with the exception of the variations like snow trooper or you know the tie pilots and things like that. The uh, the speeder bike uh, troopers, which were just outstanding. They're just uh, the cool. They're the best ones. They're just cool, but also no threat at all. They uh, couldn't even ride their god dang scooters. I mean, they they, they couldn't overpower a tree. <laughs> <laughs> they got their asses handed to by, by trees. That's um, why when everyone complains about that finale, by the way, I get defensive. They're like, a bunch of teddy bears beat them? Be like, nature beat them, bro. Yeah, nature seriously. beat them two scenes earlier. Mother Nature is a dirty, dirty bitch. <laughs> and um, a rebel, it turns out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I think it really does boil down to, you know, threat level because l look, you know, the, again the the stormtroopers um, from the original trilogy, and, and I know obviously we've had many 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 additional entries which have brought us variations to the theme and and some more successful than others, but one of the outlets that we both really love. They did it in the opposite way, uh, and I'm I'm talking about the, um, you know, think about from the Fifth Element. What's it? The the Mangalores? Yes, yes. Mangalores. Well, I'm not sure what the I'll, proper. I'll pull it up because you know how I am with yeah. member and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, here here you have this group of of baddies, and um, they really do all look identical. Now the funny thing is, they really do all look identical. But it's because of their their color scheme. Even though when you look at them individually, if you if you freeze framed the uh, um, the the movie as you're watching it, uh, you'll see that they do have subtle variations in what they're wearing and uh, and what have you. But because of their color schemes, they all just you know they, they kind of just all turn into a to a pink brown blob. Yeah. And, um, so so they they do have that going for them. But at no point in the movie, um, as jaded as I've become, did I think that they were totally powerless. You know, I looked at them. Those those son of a bitches were a legitimate threat. Every turn, every time they popped on the screen, it was a legitimate. Oh no! From me, <laughs> you know, I thought I thought uh, Ruby Rod and and gang were in, were in trouble. Multi pass or not? So what what about them? What about them? Do you think made 
them that that sort of it's exception approves the rule. Well, it was the it was the it was the way that they were written. Um, the fact that you had a, a a core group of I mean, look, you know, if they were if they were anything, they in another outlet they were let's call them Klingons. So the Klingons also have a very very similar look, and even though they have variations in what they wear and things like that, and obviously there are specific named characters and. Uh, specific lead characters that that stick out and and speak and all this stuff. Um, for the most part, you see Klingon, unless you're looking at Worf, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, there's gonna be trouble. It's because they are legitimate, authenticated ass kickers. The second that I think you take their teeth away from them, their uniformity um, doesn't really save them. Yeah, from for me, my That's growing. Yeah, for for me, uh, growing up, um, my big thing was again in the '80s. Just to to put it on the timeline, was Cobra. Cobra, to me, as the, as a young collector, uh, as a as a young budding collector, <laughs> Cobra was much better to get my mitts on. All of their stuff matched. All of the the you know all of the figures they they look like an army rolling through. Granted, they look like uh, you know an, an army uh, that was dressed by Hugo Boss. Um, <laughs> they look like they were running through to uh, to take over your hometown and to uh, and to put you in uniform. Also, they had a dynamite look, and uh, again, there were great figures and stuff like that to collect. But the you know Cobra was the uh, the blue and black version of the stormtroopers. They could shoot at you all day and not hit shit. <laughs> So you were really not all that worried about them. That's the uh, best they, part they, of the opening credits. Have, yeah, they they didn't have they didn't have that bite, so to speak. Yeah, but and and uh, it's interesting because and also Mangalores was totally correct. Huh. You have a very the, good memory. Um, it's debatable how interesting it is, but let's see. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 in essence just just credited Fifth Element for kind of taking what amounts to generic not quite henchmen but not too far off uh from yeah, being yeah. Hench- henchmen. henchmen is a good is a good word for it i, I suppose you're right uh i I, supp- I i think i didn't want to give them that title because the main villain of the film isn't associated so i i think in my head it's like well, the question you know marks from batman two, 1966 he, well, he's one degree or it i should say is one uh, degree of separation of separation removed because they are just the operatives of the the main guy who's in contact with him. You know, Touché. if you remember. Touche. What I what I think is 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 fascinating, and I'm looking at at stills uh, of them, and it seems like all the work was done in like change the eyebrow, like bone a little bit, and change up their their messed up teeth. Um, what's fascinating is we're talking about two. Two different groups. One very much transcends the the generic, like absolute toothless, not anything to be concerned of in Cobra versus mm. the very very competent. They're throwing bombs. They're they're kind of shimmying their way to, to they're to, killing each other. They're so good at killing. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yet, I think both of them I want to put in the upper echelon of goons, just for much different reasons. Um, because again, Cobra Cobra matched, and they certainly had waves. But I, much like Stormtroopers, I feel like they diversified enough. They were like, well, these the tank drivers wear this outfit, which is a little different, and the boat drivers same outfit, but now it's red as the primary color. So I, I find it interesting that that both of those groups kind of resonate well for me. An- another big thing I was thinking about is when we go completely non-traditional with with the minions, and this is a little bit of a of a stretch, but bear with me. Um, the the ghosts that are featured in 1984's Ghostbusters, um, more appropriately 1989's Ghostbusters 2, they're not they're not quite minions, they're not quite henchmen, but they're a very none no two ghosts look the same. In those sure. films, and they're absolutely—I'll uh, call anyone out on it if they try to lie. Some of them are are legit, still creepy as as hell. 
Sure. Library well, ghost still the librarian. Me I every once in a while she sneaks into the rotation, and and I will get woken up in the middle of the night by that librarian. <laughs> it's just Boy, it's a it's, it's not a... just because I work for years <laughs> at, at the library in high school. She is legitimately uh, uh, troublesome. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's a bit much. And then there's the giant one in Ghostbusters two that that it's just they're a problem. So then if you compare that to uh, 2016's um, Ghostbusters, where all it. of them. What's that? I haven't seen it. I Moving know, on. You're smart. I'll describe <laughs> it though. All of the ghosts kind of glow blue, and okay. suddenly become wildly less interesting visually, because they because all they pretty match? much look identical. I um, mean, I, I can. I mean, uh, um, if you were if you were writing that that uh, concept down on paper. I could kind of, you know, if we're doing debate club, I could kind of justify why all ghosts uh, hypothetically would have kind of a certain uh, luminescence uh, about them that that would be uniform. And uh, I mean, again, not having seen it because I am a purist, uh, I, I, I guess um, if you get add a little transparency and. Uh, uh, and and you know the fact that they're floating and, and uh, making a make making a spectacle so to speak no pun intended <laughs> um, I could kind of see how the, how you could justify that but are you saying that it's because of their matchy blue glow that that they were not as um, as impressive or did you just not like the way they were animated was no, there I, a I, I, also did I hear that one time did you hear what one time? That there was a dragon involved, yeah, and that—that's the exception that kind of proves the rule because I think that was yellow and glowy, um, which okay. leads me to ask one question: be like, so dragons were real in that universe? Because um, they didn't really and have many other monster and had ghosts and souls. Yeah, weird. Um, because monsters, at least in monsters, monsters, <laughs> monsters are a very different thing. I mean, when you're talking about ghosts, ghosts. And, uh, oh my God, and monsters. <laughs> now you're talking about ghost monsters. Now, now you got me looking from like, all right, so then where are the ghost turtles and, uh, you know, yeah, and, exactly. and parakeets? Well, and I mean, and like that's that. and that's the interesting thing. There were very few humanoid ghosts in, uh, in classic Ghostbusters lore. They almost always took on um, a visual that, that kind of represented their worst qualities so again the running joke is is slimer is a gluttonous he what he must have been a gluttonous person so that's sure. why he's like this ball of green fat and can't satiate so it, they they allow especially in the cartoon they allowed a lot of wiggle room to in essence do monsters and ghouls because the amount of ghosts that are humanoid um, yeah. are you can count kind of on on one hand off the top of my it. head, it's really the librarian uh, and arguably the Scaleri brothers. I say arguably because the Scaleri <clears throat> brothers were really, really eccentric looking humans, which again, the one's very thin, the one's fat as hell. Um, they have kind of probes and how they died kind of affixed to them. Sure. So so in 2016, the direction they went with the, the, the ghost, my problem is since they're all the same luminescent style when you look at a crowd of them again they they lose all their personality so sure. why does that lose its personality and yet i still think cobra looks cool as an army is it just because sure. did 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 hasbro kind of hit it out of the park when they designed cobra because it's supposed to be a bad guy army they can all look alike what what do you think sure. is the difference why does it sometimes bug me and hopefully right. not just me hopefully it's it's other people too yeah otherwise yeah, this mean, is just a, psych a psychiatric episode yeah uh, what what do you think about that kind of makes my you know my interest go go down versus something I think, like Cobra. i think what it is truly is the it's the the value of the content um because if it, you know you're also looking at it through a spectral, you know, th uh, through the filter of a, a child watching GI Joe cartoons versus, 
by the time the the re the reboot version of Ghostbusters came out, you're now an adult, and you're kind of sitting back and your arms are crossed uh, <laughs> across your chest, and you're like, "Entertain me! I dare you!" So, so I, I think something, I think something is lost there. When when you come, when you sit down and when you're open to uh, to to be entertained or to say suspension of disbelief, you're you're ready to go all in. Um, then the value of the content can really be examined properly. And I'll I'll give you one uh, that does a real job because intimidating they are not. But interesting, they absolutely are. And I'm going to give you the fluttering horde themselves, the uh, the the you know the the monarchs um, group of matching, uh, you know, matching uh, uh, bad doers. Uh, of course, I'm referring to uh, the Venture Brothers, top bad guy, the monarch, and uh, his henchmen, the uh, the horde. Uh, so they're they're running around wearing what looks like um, almost cast off 1960s X Men costumes, but <laughs> they have fluttering wings and um, you know. So yeah, so here you have a circumstance where they all absolutely they're wearing the exact same thing, but uh, and this is clearly for comedy purposes. Um, uh, you, you know there are specific members. That, that stick out, you know, for me personally, um, 86, uh, formerly number 87, uh, <laughs> is a good one, Texas is a good one, uh, Scott Hall at one point, even though he got knocked off, um, he was, he was, uh, part of the, the core, um, you know, and, and, uh, who knows how many they, they, he, you know, Monarch has, uh, has the, the flying cocoon base, uh, stuffed with ultimately but they are they're dynamite i mean they are occasionally they are the absolute subject of episodes and um I, I you know i haven't seen too many i don't know maybe the clone wars but i haven't seen seen too many episodes of uh stormtroopers you know stealing the show you know what's really funny about the stormtroopers at least in the original trilogy again since they were actors some were tall some were short some were, were chubbier, some were thinner. Uh, and then in the prequels, they're like, nah, they're clones. They're all identical. Bullshit. Yeah. I'll show you a clone, and I don't want to hear, I still like Star Wars. I'm not one of these people that's like, I don't like Kylo Ren, so these movies can kick rocks. Um, with that being said, uh, I I do not want to hear like, well, that the army used to be clones, and then they had to get recruits to be like, shut up. I don't want your logic. George Lucas was trying to make a statement. I don't care what you say until he comes on like NPR and just says like, nah, I uh, made it all up. I'm going to be mad that they're like, no clones. Fuck you. No, they're not. You're a liar, sir. Don't you lie to me. While we were just talking, I, I still had my, my Google machine up and I couldn't remember what the Cobra army looked mm -hmm. like in the live action movie. And I was just as disappointed as the first time. What? They look like... No, no, no. Not the cool animated oh, movie. Yeah. I'm talking about the live action doo-doo movie. They look so similar to the army from Street yeah, Fighter. No, that, the live action movie. That movie did nothing but disappoint. It just broke my heart all over again. Let me ask you this, John. You mentioned a couple that you absolutely uh, loved. What's, but what's a group... Uh, an army it could even be the little twinkie minions what group of henchmen bugs you for some reason it could be any reason at all that i dislike that you dislike hmm you know the ratings I, I, always go up when we're bitter yeah that, that's true you know at any given moment the my opinion is subject to change i i flip-flop like i'm i'm pancakes <laughs> um yeah i you know what it is yeah it really has a lot to do with the content of the story that I'm that I'm reading about, you know, because you know you could you can make the same uh, you can make the same statement about there not being any real threat, so to speak. Uh, I mean, you can say that about the hand when you're reading uh, Daredevil. You can say it about the foot uh, when you're talking about turtles. Um, 
you know, you can really you can really say it about any particular group. It's almost like they call their shot. You know, they show up and they're ready to party, but you're sitting back. You're like, nah, man, you <laughs> nothing good is gonna happen here for you today, bro. You you may as well turn around and go home. <laughs> Every um, time the putties roll through, it's like, come on, guys, the putties, they're the Power uh, Rangers. You relax uh, the, with your turkey sounds. The the, the putties just. Have they ever had a shot? Has it ever been that they didn't show up first to hand the, to to get their ass handed to them before the big monster showed up and <laughs> maybe had a, an inkling of doing some damage to the Rangers? One time, I mean, there is one time, and it's burned in my memory. And that's when when Zed, the the season two villain, Lord Zed, with his brain on the outside. He's like naked minus some weird silver like S&M sure. gear. He showed up. He had new putties. The only difference was they had a vest with a giant Z on the chest. And these putties were the badasses for like a minute. For a minute, the Power Rangers were like, holy crap, we're boned. And then you just have to touch the giant Z on their chest and no. they explode. <laughs> No, dude, one punch, one uh, kick, that one makes gentle, them worse. One, <laughs> dude, significantly worse. But for a minute, they're like, "What are we gonna do?" The putties are so much more powerful. Right after the commercial break, they figured that ish out. That's the biggest design flaw uh, in henchman history. That is just awful. They show up and they're like, "Oh no, they're wearing vests." We're <laughs> And I remember they changed the sound effect to be like they're punching metal. But I'm like, I don't understand. I thought they were clay. What's even happening? I, yeah. you, you know, Power Rangers almost lost me, but then I stuck around for the next, you know, 20 years. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, for me, at least, and again, avid comic book reader, um, and there are some... Uh, you know, there are some properties that I'll that I'll kind of ebb and flow in and out of, and others that I'm just constant. No matter what you're throwing at me, I'm gonna ingest it. But one of my ebb and flows, um, one of the uh, one of these uh, groups that that show up occasion occasionally that I never for for one moment had an inkling of uh, felt an inkling of any kind of danger that. You know, they were going to walk away with it this time. This time they've got them. <laughs> uh, it was Hydra. Never, ever, ever did I think Hydra was in the mix to even make a game out of it. I, I, a really, uh, something I'm probably going to get a little bit of hate for. Okay. Um, when they introduced Hydra Bob, it made it worse for me. When made it like, worse. When, when they were like, get, get it? Because. Hydra sucks. I'm like, don't point out your flaw and act like you're <laughs> cute, you bun of a sitch. Just deal That's with the like fact that Hydra a, sucks. It's like when a waitress comes to your table and she tells you, like, don't have the Salisbury steak. What? Motherfucker, you work here. Don't be talking <laughs> your, your own shit down. Yeah, like, no, you, I, you don't I understand business. <laughs> I, I can I can totally understand that. Like, we, we realize that Hydra blows... But you know what? Here's a here's a funny character that maybe you'll you'll like in spite of that. Uh, I I will say this to to Marvel's credit because I don't want anyone to think I I, I don't appreciate what they do. Uh, in uh, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, I at mm -hmm. at bare minimum the Hydra was was interesting to look at and another well, example were, yeah, of like were, very Cobra under, adjacent. They were right. They were under the surface, so to speak, but. If they had been running through, you know, like a squad, a squadron uh, strength, um, I would have been like, "Now, nah, now, nah, yeah. don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You'll you'll be fine." Captain America showing up. Also, what a nice yeah. workaround from Nazis. <laughs> They're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. We don't want to say Nazi. We're not pieces of garbage. Ah, They're hydro. They put the Nazi offshoot in the Nazis." <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I feel like I buried that. Can you just say that one more time? Nah, man. Once one thing once oh, a word. I feel like people are gonna be like, the fat one was talking over the funny one. 
<laughs> oh man, I, I you know again it's it's so it's so strange when I think of when I think of these like nameless faceless armies. I always have like weird weird reference points because I'm you know I'm I'm such a diverse nerd. Uh, so one faction I was thinking of of just like toothless kind of annoying coons was WCW, the pro wrestling company, the NWO. Huh? <laughs> so much of the NWO stuck on ice. And they you had sent them to get get beat up on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we wear black and we have a cool t shirt. Let's be a hundred of us. So my 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 <laughs> kind of my my tit for tat with the NWO is the Bullet Club from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Pretty much the same shtick, but for sure. the most part they're awesome. Although for the for the three of the listeners that also like pro wrestling, uh, Jeff Jarrett was a member of the Bullet Club, and that's just not okay. Steve, Dave, we're talking to you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it, it winds up being such such an important thing to be able to throw to throw numbers at at characters. But in thinking about it, has there ever been like a, a and actually I, I kind of vaguely remember it from the cartoon. But in the comic books, do you recall ever a time where there was a group consistently going after, like, Superman? And I don't mean, like, the, the the you know, I don't mean, like, Lex Luthor teaming up with Black Manta and, and blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about has there ever been, like, something really henchman-heavy for a character as iconic and longstanding as Superman? Well, well, you, you know what it is. The, the um, again, c- coming up in that era... You also had the, um, you know, that that's also, again, we, and we spoke about this to a certain degree the other, uh, on another episode, the Batman villains were, were all kind of given very <laughs> stylistically matching henchmen to whatever their own personal bad guy theme was. Um, you know, so, so you had, uh, you know, King Tut was running around, and obviously all his henchmen were all dressed like, uh, like non-authentic Egyptians, um, running around with tiny skirts on and, and black wigs. And uh, there also, I'm like, I, I just don't think Batman or even Robin or certainly Batgirl, maybe even Alfred. I don't think any of them has anything to fear from these, uh, you know, from from these uh, pansies running around in flip flops, basically. <laughs> Yeah, all of their villains kind of, kind of had them, but um, no, you raise an interesting point. I'm I'm trying to think of any kind of, um, kind of group, uh, that that Superman had to deal with. And granted, there were there there were uh, specific standoff, one-off issues here and there where there were, um, you know, multiples of something that he had to to contend with. Um, but none really spring to mind, especially as standing out as particularly special. Yeah, it's 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 strange. I um, I vaguely remember some some like sci-fi based, like suit like future tech, from at mm-hmm. least the Superman cartoon. But for some reason, that popped into my head considering how, again, I if if Batman was real, you would be able to tell a new supervillain was coming. If something sold out from Party City, like anything, <laughs> it's just like Pompadour is sold out. And like, damn it, yeah. Robin, warm gas up the car. We're gonna have a long night ahead. Uh, just a bunch of '90s stuff. Like, how how bad would those gangs be? It's just like oh, the yeah. Fresh Princes. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. Or or like you show up and you find out that your your bad guy theme was already sold out. You're like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> They have to go with the B idea. And also imagine being and I'm sure someone's done it, but at some point I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pen to paper and do my do my shot at it. I would really love to see day one of a new henchman. I would love sure. to see like getting the uniform. Yeah. yeah, just sitting around spitballing, talking about themes and color schemes, <laughs> materials for the uniforms. I could totally see it. It just, it just, like, and also, what's the escalation of that? At what point are you like, we've stolen twenty million dollars. Let's reinvest some of this money into a theme. 
Be like, well, Jim loves clocks. Be like, bam, clocking, <laughs> mother trucker. <laughs> if you yeah, had to. And, and then like halfway through the summer, everybody's sweltering and cursing Jim out. Stupid <laughs> fucking. What's wrong with you? <laughs> if, if, if tomorrow you were to start a life of crime, what do you think your villains, your, your henchmen's theme would be? Would it just be a bunch uh, of like really? Would you guys be like the GQs? Just everyone's in a yeah, nice suit? something, something along those lines where like uh, you know, the the mastermind is all fitted out three piece suit type stuff, and then like his minions are just in the, you know, the the cub version of that <laughs> costume, like bow ties, yeah, but like shorts and and still like dress shoes, but in tall socks, but like they're argyle socks. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, I can I commission the, you the to draw that. Running around, just handling the light work. <laughs> I I love that so much. I want to frame it and I want to punch <laughs> it in the ear. I would just have a minion of just fat guys, and and they would be called the Kevin Smiths last year. It would just be <laughs> just all chubby bearded guys in trench coats. You will uh, you will ra- ironically Kevin Smith couldn't be in the the minions. Oh anymore. yeah, yeah. Dude, you you have a lawsuit coming from Viewerskew, guaranteed. <laughs> no, but I'll spell it clever. It'll be like you know, K E V V I N. It's way uh, different. I know Headley Lamar Headley Headley. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that uh, I don't think your inevitable uh, court date is gonna care necessarily about your cleverness. Actually, I have a I have a, a group that um, again super super matchy. And um, all, oh, God bless you. It falls within your line of um, totally anonymous from a one-to-one basis. However, I do have the, um, uh, and I, I don't know. I'm looking at things more so uh, on the comic book page, and then you do do tend to look at things cinematically a lot. But both, I think, apply. The the parademons. Um, I mean, they are literally coming through like wasps. And uh, or like uh, the lost plague from uh, from the Old Testament, they uh, they come through. They handle their business. They're not to be swayed. There's no comedy there, certainly. And when they show up, it gets a legitimate. Oh, yeah. and uh, you know, good look to them on an individual basis. But you know, you still see them in a, in a group in a swarm, so to speak. And and you know, the old butthole tightens up pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they they at least legitimately went for terrifying. Um, I I I want to I want to say the 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 aliens from Alien, um, or really the aliens from Aliens because Alien only had one. Uh, they're another. They're they're that design is so cool, and because they're aliens and you don't need them to necessarily have personalities. Uh, sure. That's truly. They're terrifying. hungry. That's all the personality they need. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oddly enough, though, I don't really love a swarm of predators. There's something about a predator that like is such a main character to me. I'm like, man, yeah, there's, there's three of them. This thanks. I'm saying I, I don't. Th- I, I'm trying to remember how how many predators I've seen in one place at one time, and I gotta say it's not that many. Yeah, it's like it's almost jarring when it happens. It's like, yeah, get, out, three, get out of here. You're crazy yeah, mouse. Three predators on their feet and one on his back seems like that's that's just one too many predators for my liking. Thank you. It's like, sir, uh, I'm going to need a bunch of soldiers for you to just singularly kill. That's my perfect predator movie. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, angry starfish face. I right, take it back. Whatever you want. I think that's the problem. Is like one of them alone looks cool, but the minute someone takes that base model, they're like, "What about red shoulder pads?" I'm like, yeah. "You don't know what to do. <laughs> You're just <laughs> throwing shit out there." Each other. Hey man, you have any more fishnet? Because my leggings, uh, they ripped in that last fight. Ah oh, man, like, you ruined it, Steve. That's like someday they'll make a predator movie and it'll be captioned. So you'll know what they're saying, and it's gonna ruin it. It's just, it's just gonna be bad. They're the they're the conversations are so ridiculous. He's running around chasing down Arnold, all covered in mud, and Predator's like, "Oh man, did I leave the army on uh, the the oven on back on the ship?" And then all of a sudden, the homeboy jumps out of the mud, and he's dead. 
as he's dying, his his final thing he says in that little like crack 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 voice they have <laughs> is just like, no, I definitely turned it off. <laughs> Dead. Uh, I remember. I remember. It's, I took a picture to remind myself. <laughs> you know what? I have one for you that I know for a fact is in your wheelhouse. Where would you classify the deadites? Because here you have again a, a group where there are variations. But if you looked at two of them next to each other, you know, like, oh no, they're they're definitely from the same, uh, from the same core group. Um, are you? Uh, do they do they strike fear literally or figuratively? Are they uh, a legitimate threat to they, your they hero? They super super work for me, uh, because again, they're another much much like the, uh, the, much like some of the other the other groups we've mentioned. But specifically on Venture Brothers, uh, Monarchs guys are so heavy personality-wise. I feel that way about the Deadites, because again, they really? they do kind of look generic, but they are. They, and maybe it's, and and I could be totally honest with you, I might just be swayed because of the Evil Dead musical, um, uh -huh. because again, they're so uh, even just the simple stuff, Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn. It, there's something about it that that resonates and makes them wildly unique. While again being very um, cut and paste uh, aesthetically, and uh, just kind of looking around the the office uh, that I'm in, I, I saw one of my Rocketeer figures, and the back of it is like the cartoon from the the Disney Rocketeer movie. Um, has that sequence where where you kind of see the animated Nazis in their jetpacks. Like that army too is another one that resonated well for me. I'm like, there's something about them that's interesting, and they were never even really brought brought to life they were just in this kind of uh this this quasi recruitment um nazi video of like we're the best uh they struck me as very interesting too being totally silent but specifically the deadites they seem so personality uh driven i i really do adore them even in the remake um there was something really cool about seeing that they keep some of their personality and just kind of become the worst version of themselves i i thought gotcha. it was i thought it was really just really like rad <laughs> hate to use such a weird word but they're hmm. just very very uh interesting um i think about the the army in in firefly the or was the movie called serenity the movie was called serenity uh the movie like, serenity, yeah. yeah the like nameless army in serenity was a little bit of a of a bummer like the pirates that were just the humans that went crazy for being in space like they they were kind of a bummer aesthetically very cool they did some cool stuff with them but again i i think they just lacked they were like the putties to me be like ah this is a threat they're gonna get they're gonna get huh. past whereas uh the deadites i i even knowing how good ashley williams is it's like are any of his friends gonna make it out with them you, you never quite know huh why do they not work for you are they just like man there's zombies no yeah i mean z zombies are are um you know, largely zombies are kind of zombies, so to speak. But no, I, I mean, I love the Deadites, but to me, that's a, a straight comedy. You know, so um, you know, even though it's an action, an action plot, if you were just looking at it on paper, there's there's never a moment in my mind that I thought Ash was not, you know, not walking away with this without the championship belt. Yeah, threat um, was low. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. What? Uh, so if 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 you had to pick number one, best group, best henchman, best assembly of of similarly dressed or at least uh, with similar goals, who's your number one? Who do you think did it best? I, you know, again, you you kind of do have to classify the the question a, a little bit better because. There's best um, just in terms of like, okay, well, who's your favorite? And, and that's subjective. You know, you're going to have a favorite uh, for one reason or another, which is going to be unique to you. Um, uh, then there's uh, the most, you know, there's the funniest, there's the most effective, there's the most powerful, there's, I don't know. So let me, why don't you set me up uh, a little bit, a little bit so I know what, where you're coming from. Who would you say is your uh, the best or your favorite or, or however you want to frame it? Uh, I'm going to go real specific. I'm going to go with the foot 
from the live action Ninja Turtle movies. Why the why the live action specifically? The, why the, versus the comic book? Let's say what I really what I really love, and again, I, I never got to read the uh, the darker uh, Ninja Turtle comic books before they the went black very, and white comic. Yeah, I never. I've I've seen uh, pages. Um, I've never actually hunted out a reprint for some reason. I actually am, I'm kind of disappointed in myself uh, with that because again, I I love the way it looks. Um, mm. But so the the cartoons I had were very very heavily influenced by the cartoon, and again they're 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 kind of too anonymous. They're too toothless. There's really really something special about uh, how the costumes are all identical. They're very very classic. They're they're very simple. There's only the one headband that adds any other color other than than black or very dark gray. Uh, I love that no two stunt people in those suits have the same exact body type. So you get what feels like a real legitimate uh, a legitimate group. It feels very, very real to me. And then Ninja Turtles 2 really solidifies it because they are a threat. You, uh, the, the power in numbers is really, really evident when they just keep going after Raphael because he goes through a ton of them training on that roof. He goes through a ton. There's 20, 30, 40 bodies, but... 20, 30, 40, it's going to wear on you. There was something really creepy about that. And it also feels like, you know, my my tubby buns could have been in the Foot Clan. You know, had a Gatling gun or something. Um, or like a big hammer. Uh, it just felt it felt cool. It felt legitimate. Um, and they are, again, kind of the definition of, of, of faceless. Because, again, we see, we see them without their masks, but somehow they become like tweens. We sure. Uh, we see well, like five or six, and they look like they're villains, and they look like Cobra Kai um, without huh. their masks, which uh, I think is a crossover we all really are waiting for. You know, you know what? You actually raise an interesting one for me because um, in all of my Kung Fu theater uh, Sunday mornings that I spend in front of the TV, um, and specifically the Bruce Lee movies, you know that that is that's exactly the core group that we're talking about. The the um, no masks, but still yet somehow faceless group of guys that they threw at Bruce. That he just went through like a hot knife with butter. <laughs> I mean, he he was. Wah! I mean, he before you even before you had even decided who you thought was the next one to get his ass handed to him he was already done with the other guy to his left and he was just getting around to the one you want them to smack around um he he ran through groups like uh like like uh disease in a short battlefield it was ridiculous <laughs> and then like when he was when he was just emotionally bored with beating up with these guys with his fist, then he's like, "Hey, you know what? I think I uh, I may have put a set of nunchucks back here. Oh, yes, I did. Okay, great. That means like I just get to beat up more guys faster." And they just came wave after wave, and he just <laughs> he just handed them their asses. It was outstanding. I really do love the fact that he was like, "I'm gonna start off without a weapon." Oh I'm yeah, add the yeah. weapon second act. There's something so he did it so absolutely backwards. Sometimes he would take something away from them that they had the audacity to attack him with. He's like, <laughs> oh, no, you can't have that. And now I'm going to beat the crap out of you with it. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Slight spoiler for season three of Daredevil on Netflix. But I feel like Matt Murdock went to the Bruce Lee school of whooping ass in that he's huh. like, <laughs> he seldomly uses his billy clubs to the point where in season three, he doesn't have them at all. He's like, nah, I'm yeah, good. no, I'm good. I'm just gonna smack you around with my fists. Maybe if I yeah. get tired, I will use my weapon. Yeah, I mean, I think there were literally moments in this most recent season where he's like, ah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat up your knuckles with my face because <laughs> uh, that's how good I am, and it, and it worked. It did. It's a weird strategy, but it really, really huh. worked. Uh, uh, now, really, we we do have we do have a few different groups and and. We do have some some kind of uh, group activities and 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 henchman esque uh, sets uh, coming to you in the pages of U.S. Comics, 
but the one that kind of aesthetically popped out to me and the one we've already released, if you're following us on Instagram, that's at Read US Comics. That's also our Twitter handle and our Facebook. Uh, the Templars have such a cool look. Uh, there really is something about them that that the the legitimate feel. It's very cosplay friendly. Uh, what what really led you to that design layout, and and what do you think? Uh, what did you consider important to kind of avoid them being being toothless? What's what's the strategy for them? Yeah, I, I think it um, it really goes back to how we started the conversation. Um, whenever you're looking at uh, a particular um, group member uh, of a large, you know, matching uh, group of henchmen or, or whatever you want to call them, uh, or even just the individual members of that group, uh, the only way that you're going to know if they're truly toothless, so to speak, is to have them bite. Um, otherwise, you're just looking at the aesthetic. And, and I agree with you. And it's not for selfish reasons. I think the Templars in our uh, in our usage in, in the U.S. comics universe, uh, I think that aesthetically they have a great look about them. Um, and, and that really did go a long way because it was the combination of, you know, both the the, you know, medieval kind of look about them, their their color scheme and, and things like that, the matchy matchy aspect of it. But also the fact that they are. um you know, it's it's like a miniature, it's a miniature army. They they're a very highly trained fighting force. They take their commands from up high, and that that for that reason, I mean, they're not just fighting for money, or because someone said, hey, you know, you should care about these things. I think their motivation makes them very very dangerous. You know that that very much puts the teeth in their mouth and their uh their their damn pointy teeth at that how'd you land at such a it's it's clearly a uniform clearly it's it has that that kind of knight slash soldier kind of vibe to it how'd you land on something that that is relatively it's it's real it's tangible it well it feels like yeah, it exists it, in the real world you, you know what? Uh, again, uh, when, I, when we started examining the idea, the thought was just really simple was, all right, well, what if the Templar Knights existed still, you know, in this modern day era? What would they look like? And then the pencil just started, you know, flying around and we, we got a real quick uh, rough approximation, but but pretty accurate to the end product idea of what they were going to look like. You knew there's going to be certain labeling <laughs> that they were going to need the badges and, and things like that, <laughs> and um, you know history provided all that in its authenticity. But then on the same token, you do know what um, you know any any soldier for any side in this day and age, especially with the exceptional things that are going around in the background in that world. Okay, what would an individual off the street need? Uh, training aside in order to keep their head on the shoulders literally and figuratively you know in this new world that we've created and kind of that's that's what I come up with now that's you know what we show is is one of you know one of many so you duplicate that and and you, you throw in some slight deviations between gear and and uh, again you have some elements of personality sticking out the idea is that you're you're gonna get a group uh, a group demographic that that people still are very interested. They're not they're not really meant to be the mindless horde, which is I and ultimately I think that's that's really the thing to avoid the mindless horde, the group consciousness concept. I think always always take something take something away. I know I'm excited for it. Hopefully you're at home excited about it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of U.S. Comics Cast for the greatest big brother in the history of big brothers. That's me. That is you. His name's John Rivera. He's the CEO. I'm Charlie Rivera. I'm the COO. You can find us at Read U.S. Comics on all of your favorite social media devices. I will see you next time comic book day hopefully i'll even see you next halloween but eat that candy don't get a tummy ache and feel free to dress up in your costume any time of the year there are no rules where we're going 
Costumes are always welcome. Till next time. Thanks. <laughs>